0: Hiya, I'm Gabby. Welcome to another episode of the Happier Life Project, brought to you by mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self, in partnership with the Priory Healthcare. In last week's episode of the podcast, I spoke to Alex Bottomley, a somatic therapist who works with her clients to transform trauma and return to body connection so that they can experience a greater sense of compassion and live life with more freedom and ease. Somatic therapy operates off the idea that what happens to you in your life is stored not only in your mind, but also in your body. Alex brings her clients to a place where they can feel empowered by their body with the tools to regulate their nervous system and transform trauma so they can live life in the way they want to. So if you haven't listened to episode 11 of the Happier Life Project, I highly recommend you go back and check that one out. And in today's episode, Alex and I are picking up where we left off to really get into the nitty gritty of how we can learn to love ourselves and build self-compassion by becoming more connected to our body and aware of the signals it is giving us that something needs to change. So, ready to find a healthier, happier you? Let's get started. So, Alex, through the lens of self-compassion and learning to love ourselves. Yeah. Do you think part of the problem is that we put on these different masks um, and we might not know that we're doing it, but like we've got one for work, we've got one for at home, we've got one for with our pals. And it's we're kind of trying to portray ourselves as the person we think people perceive us to be. Would that be something that creates this kind of disconnect and then it's trying to live up to something that's not really who we are? Potentially. Potentially. And I,
1: yeah, I think there's, there's, there's so much, isn't So much. My belly's getting a bit excited and anticipated, <laughs> but there's, that does happen. That does happen. We do portray ourselves as, you know, as maybe something, something that we're not. And I, and I also don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing. From a nervous system lens, we, we do things in order to protect ourselves in order to keep ourselves safe and I think we keep coming back to that whatever we do however we betray ourselves whether that is feeling good or not it's a self-detection I don't know if this is fully answering your question but something that's just coming up to kind of share is everything again from a nervous system lens Everything that we do, how we behave, the choices we make, how we communicate, how our body language is, you know, everything that we do arises from the nervous system state that we are in. So within our autonomic nervous system, we have these three states. And this is according to polyvagal theory, if anybody wants to have a little further kind of read on that. we have state of ventral vagal connection this is where we can feel safe connected where we have access to compassion where we can be curious where we can yeah kind of offer ourselves self-regulation soothing support this is where we have access to that then there's also a state of sympathetic the fight or flight response you know the the worry, the fear, the panic, I think something that the place where a lot of us know and operate quite a lot of the time. Yeah. And then we also have this space of dorsal vagal where, where we're shut down, where we're withdrawn, frozen, a lot of shame, helplessness. Mm. How I understand it and see it is that
0: the access to compassion comes when we feel safe. So maybe the mask is a safety mechanism. Then is it? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or we, you know, in order to be accepted here, I have to act. Yeah, this way. I think I've just got confused and answered yeah. and answered two different things.
0: No, time, no, no. That yeah. makes no, no, no. It makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, we all want. It's we're tribal, aren't we? Ultimately, so we we want our tribes to feel safe and to feel love.
1: Absolutely. And, mm. and masking, I think that's kind of where I was going. Masking is a kind of resource for us. And, and it's mm. a place where, yeah, if I act like this, I might get the attention, the love, the acceptance, etc., cetera, that I, that mm. I want. Mm. And I don't think it's a problem until it's a problem. I right. think you know? it's not a problem for ourselves until we feel like it doesn't feel right.
0: doesn't Mm. feel right here Mm. what are some of the cues then on a sort of somatic level when you know like you said we're in our body something doesn't feel right and I always think of the gut but I'm sure there's there's more
1: yeah
0: and you know that oh
1: it's a hard question
0: to ask you know just um I don't because like to make things different. easy, Alex. I don't like to make things no, easy. No, I know. And, you know, also, <laughs> the somatic
1: body based lens isn't a brain like answer and logic and this or yeah, that. And yeah. That's not available from the body. But I also appreciate that there are some, you know, general kind of things. And I think,
0: like you say, sometimes a feeling in the gut, it depends what that message is, right? I think maybe headaches is another one as well. Last night, you held a a free online workshop embodied healing to get unstuck. This was for people who were experiencing, so I might as well just read these out now. Extreme fatigue and exhaustion, always feeling on edge as though something is about to happen, overworking and unable to slow down and rest, unable to make decisions and always anxious of the outcome when you do. Feeling a Mm. disconnection and lack of presence with life, ongoing self-criticism and judgment which i think applies to again to so many people perhaps some of these cues are what i'm getting at where we need to be listening to our bodies a bit better and not just accepting you know people accept that they're just knackered as like well this is life (laughs) yeah oh yeah and you know yeah this
1: is this is their life and in that experience but i've been talking to some of my clients recently like we we have this one life and there there is the possibility for it to for it to feel more easeful for it to feel more enjoyable you know not bypassing that it's hard and it's painful but doesn't have to feel like this battle that it that it very often feels and going back to the cues um, my my mind's catched up a little Mm -hmm. bit where we where Mm -hmm. we were at when we're in that space of of threat when there is you know, a perceived sense of danger in our system. We might have the increased heart rate. We might feel really tense in in our in our fists, in our shoulders, in our jaw. Like mm. you say, there might be a headache, increased heart rate, a, a general kind of um jitteriness. You know, maybe we, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of energy in the system. If you think about how much energy you'd need to really fight off or run away from a real real threat there's a lot of energy that's built up in your system and that is you know it mm. can be felt um mm. a lot of often a lot of movement happening in inside the body either inside you know as a, as a kind of felt internal wobbliness also outside you know there needs to be moving quickly to
0: move yeah 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 Yeah. totally I'm I'm smiling because my my mum always says like when I'm really stressed or anxious I go for extremely long walks and I'll be gone for hours and mum always says to me she's you know I'm walking off my demons because it is like I can't sit still so I need to like get out and I need to be outside and I need to be moving yeah yeah yeah
1: but there, there's also the, you know, the other aspects because some people know that place for the fight, flight, anxious, worry, angry space for other people. And it's not to say you're in one camp or the other. You can you can be both. But some people might also lean towards the shutdown, the freeze, yeah. where they're very immobile. This, this was my experience for a long time, you know,
0: yeah,
1: exhausted all the time time no matter mm. how much sleep that they have mm. um, can't can't really get on with anything the brain fog are just a general almost like a pulling down weightedness heaviness and yeah that's also an indication mm. of this survival response of a mm. freeze
0: where it's too much within my world that I, I need to shut down it's just too much so yeah this and then again, going back to the the episode of the podcast and and helping people get to mm. this place of more self compassion and and showing oneself, you know, self love. Where do we start? Because it's very inwards, isn't it? We can't we, we can go mm. to a therapist, sure, but we've got to do the work ourselves, and we can't rely on external validation, can we, to get there?
1: Hmm. Yeah, my sense is beginning by an acknowledgement, you know, uh, an acknowledgement of how we're feeling, first of all.
0: Let's go with a, a common example, like, God, I'm ugly so in the mirror. I'm just going to go with, you know, Oof, God, I'm whatever. So I've acknowledged it. I've acknowledged it's a thought. Where would I go yeah. from there?
1: Yeah. Oh, Okay.
0: This is big. I know. This is is big. Yeah, I'm going to reach for something that I'm thinking of our listeners, our app users, and just something that I know a lot of people struggle with. So I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh, God, I hate myself. I'm so ugly. So I've acknowledged the thought. That's the first step. There's a
1: thought there.
0: There's a thought there. There's a thought.
1: And we could then just take a moment to actually notice how it feels to have the thought there. Mm. Mm. So is there anger? Are you frustrated that you feel this way? Is there Mm. some sadness? And, And I know that this could be really hard to identify. This is, I just want to also note here that I really need to note this here. This isn't a three, five step way to do this. it's Mm -hmm. we're trying to put a bit of a linear process on this Mm -hmm. to something that really isn't linear so Mm -hmm. yeah let's move with that move with that example so okay we could inquire into a little bit of what's the
0: feeling when the thought's present Mm -hmm. do you want me to answer yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um frustration, perhaps. Resigned, maybe, can't do anything about it. Even yeah. no matter how hard I try. So no matter how hard I try, can't do anything about it. Feeling quite frustrated. Mm. Yeah. Just fed up. Fed up, you know? And like fed it's stop stopping me from Going after the person that I want to date or the job that I want to go for, just it's you know yeah, I'm fed up
1: yeah yeah and and as you're kind of noticing some of those words some of those thoughts fed up, you notice anything in your body like is there any is there any experience in your yeah in your atmosphere like mm-hmm. how is it to be you right now is the same some of that?
0: Um, Like a churning in the tummy. Churning in the tummy. Mm. Yeah. And um, I wonder how it would be to just place your hand there
1: for a moment. Place oh. your hand on your tummy. Mm. Mm. Maybe take a few breaths with it.
0: How does that feel for you? That's actually quite soothing, comforting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. And you know I'm careful here that we don't just go into a full <laughs> I have a full such therapy,
0: yeah, it helps by doing a little example and we know we are being careful that this is not a magic fix or whatever, but it just it helps get yeah. our heads around how it can mm. work, yeah, and I think what we
1: what we like in a very tiny tiny drop that there demonstrate how. Something that seems to be, you know, beginning in our thoughts actually has Mm -hmm. a place within our body. Mm -hmm. And if we were to have, you know, 60 minutes together with that, Mm. what starts to appear, you know, deeper wisdom and feeling that's held within the body can start to arise and, and process. And this is, this is where I believe compassion starts to arise where we can we see ah. ourselves there's a seeing of ourselves and I don't you know I think it's part science part magic you know part kind of soul work of uh, we just see something within mm. ourselves and the connection and the compassion is something that naturally arises I can't even really put words to it you know but it, it's something happens and the part science is that we're also in a space where we're feeling space to approach that. So that space where I was talking about this ventral vagal where we are able to be compassionate and curious, that piece comes into. too. Mm. Um, and I so appreciate everybody listening to this that are like, I just want you to tell me how I can be more compassionate. <laughs> and, and what I want to say back is, you know, we all, we all read all the things. We yeah, all read we... we've all got those tools in the toolbox. I imagine we've got a lot of tools and that's where for so long I think we keep ourselves in those tools, which are amazing. I'm not I'm not um you know, I use them, I've used them, but it can be limiting.
0: Mm-hmm. It can be
1: really limiting when we're not acknowledging
0: what's mm-hmm. held in the body and the, the dysfunction of the nervous system. So then patterns that we find ourselves stuck in, Mm. you help your clients with that as well. And do you do that again through the somatic therapy? Because I think these patterns and repetitive negative thoughts, again, when we're getting to the crux of the episode and helping to build self-love and self-compassion, if we can kind of cut through those patterns and a friend advised me and she's very spiritual and like a bit of a healer she said do not anchor into a story rewrite it look at the pain you are feeling explore the triggers and see where we can be hurt and then tear down the opportunities that hurt us so I think that's what she was getting at there as well in terms of don't just accept the pattern do something about it I'd love to know what you think about this yeah. Yeah,
1: it's really important to acknowledge that we have a we have a part in this. You know, we've we've got agency and we're able to participate. It doesn't necessarily these patterns and behaviors might do arise from the functioning of the nervous system. They arise because of our lived experience and just because we haven't played a part in them, you know, getting here doesn't mean that we can't play a part in in removing them yeah but these these you know these patterns are their adaptations their adaptations to keep us safe at at one time I read something the other day actually in a journal of mine that that said I, I don't know if I wrote it or if it was something <laughs> that I I'd listened to um but it was about how you know the things that are now a problem we we'll want a solution. They were want a solution. They supported us. They, yeah, they kept us safe. And the the way out of those patterns is about building safety in the body, building safety and finding an alternative, supportive, healthy pattern to turn towards. But we we can't do that without feeling safe, because mm-hmm.
0: that pattern provides us the safety we know the body we've talked about it can store grief and trauma and hold on to it for years in terms of releasing it is that Mm. mainly through movement i know that yoga is amazing for for this stuff and i wonder if there's any other ways that you support or advise that we could perhaps have a go at you
1: know releasing always i always feel like this comes from almost our human, maybe slightly dysregulated drive to like see product or see success in some way, you know, seeing that we have released something is like we've, we've done something. Does that make sense?
0: Um, yes, but this is like in order to heal, we need to get rid of this because we're poisoning ourselves, aren't we, with this trauma sometimes by storing it in the body. And this is where we can get the physical symptoms.
1: Yeah. However, it's not quite as, again, black and white as you need to release this. There are there are some things that we might be holding on to that we, that we need to release. There might be anger and, and rage in the system. But a big part of it, and actually this is where I think a lot of it is misunderstood, not about releasing or getting rid of it's actually about us building the capacity to be with it not get rid of it because actually for so long of our life we've Mm. been trying to get away from rid of push away look away turn away Mm. and so in some cases yes the goal the intention is released but a huge part of it is actually about being able to be to be with it you know to to actually let anger rise and and pass through and be in your body or or sadness rise and and be within and and move through your body but there are also there are also some practices of of releasing that certain kinds of breath work can really support
0: the movement
1: absolutely you know we spoke about shaking which is something that can Mm. yeah really like move some of that that um intense like Mm. flight energy also soft and gentle movement can also be yeah really releasing and restorative but I think my Mm. message is it's not always about the release and just being curious of where that comes up because actually for so long I thought it was just about let me get this. Let me get this out of me. You yeah. know? Let me get this yeah. away. Let me have this big cathartic cry and like aggression and hit my pillow and oh, then it'll all be gone. And actually, yeah. it's actually not just about that. Sometimes it is. But I would say more so we've got to develop the capacity to be with it, mm. to be
0: with it, mm-hmm. um, to be with intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something I saw from the Harvard Medical School was they shared four ways to give um, your self-compassion skills a quick boost. So I thought I would read them out now and share them with you and see if you had any anything to add here or if you thought they were. I think they're pretty nifty, but let's see what you think. Mm. Okay. Four ways to give your self-compassion skills a quick boost. So comfort your body, eat something healthy. Lie down and rest. Massage your own mm-hmm. neck, feet or hands. Take a walk. Anything you can do to improve how you feel physically gives you a dose of self-compassion. That's number one. Yeah. yeah?
1: We're down with it. Yeah,
0: good. This one's interesting. Uh, number two, write a letter to yourself. Think of a situation that caused you to feel pain. For example, a breakup with a lover, a job loss, a poorly received presentation. Write a letter to yourself describing the situation, but without blaming anyone, including yourself. Use this exercise to nurture your feelings. Yeah. Have, have you ever done that?
1: Yeah,
0: quite a lot of times. And with certain,
1: um, actually also offered that on some of my in-person retreats. But what I would and again nuance to everything here for some people that will that will feel possible for others mm. that will feel far too overwhelming and activating and potentially move their body into a trauma response um, so yes it's beautiful if we have the capacity to be able to hold
0: ourselves through it yeah okay interesting yeah all right next one give yourself encouragement think of what you would say to a good friend if he or she was facing a difficult or stressful situation then when you find yourself in this kind of situation direct these compassionate responses towards yourself yeah
1: really lovely
0: That's a good really idea lovely.
1: and i'd also add you know placing your hand somewhere on your body too as you do it Somewhere that might feel really comforting, might feel really supportive. I've got
0: something to add, but I'm going to wait until you say the last one because it might also okay. involve that. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, the last one is practice mindfulness. Even a quick exercise such as meditating for a few minutes can be a great way to nurture and accept ourselves while we're in pain. But then that's easier said than done, I think, for you know, a lot of people. And I'm putting myself in that. Category two I yeah. have explored this so much, and I still just really, really struggle with chatty brain. Yeah, yeah. It's what your
1: brain's there for too, right? Thinking, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. And and also, back of the nervous system is that the quality of thoughts though um, can be a real signifier of whether you're living in chronic dysregulation when we're in that ventral space of safety our thoughts are so much more kinder open curious compassionate Mm. um so it's a real good signifier of what nervous system state you're in when you when you look at the the quality of the thoughts and something that i just want to add all of those are you know i agree with all of them They're all beautiful things to do Mm -hmm if you can do them and this is one of my really really big passions with somatic therapy is that there's a you know there's so many places where you can read up on things that you can do right go for a walk talk to yourself kindly Mm -hmm. but i'm sure everyone is trying to talk to themselves kindly every you know we're all especially the people that are curious about changing this and I say this from personal experience I used to get so upset and and angry and frustrated you know reading just speak more kindly to yourself or you know just just Mm. just speak to yourself in a different way That's not possible if we're living in chronic nervous system dysregulation. And so I guess my point is all of those are beautiful if you can access it. But for so many people, it feels sometimes near impossible. And I think the piece that that many people need is a bit that comes before that is how do I support myself in being able to even approach those things? Because I know all those things are good for me. I just Mm. can't do them. I just can't Mm. get to do the good things that are good and support me.
0: So what's the answer then? What's the pre to those four? What's the kind of first baby step? Start to befriend your body and nervous system. Work with
1: somebody if you can. Work Mm. with a therapist um, to really get to know what's happening in your nervous system, what state you're living in day to day, moment to moment, what decisions you make when you are in this nervous system state versus this one. And it's not about always being in the central safety, but it's Mm -hmm. about knowing how to get ourselves back to that. Because when we're living predominantly there, yeah, we can take ourselves for the walk. Yeah, we can eat the food that we really want to. Mm -hmm. We can I was saying this in my workshop yesterday. This work allows you to do the things you really
0: want to do and stop doing the things that you don't want to do. Do you think that we do things that we think we should do and then that's also why we're not necessarily satisfied or get into that place of self-love and self-compassion because maybe it's just not working for us to like... go for a massage or i don't know do a yoga class whatever
1: yeah Mm. yeah it's just it's so hard to know isn't it as well we're not a lot of what i'm sharing is such new knowledge and research and information it's so so new you know we just don't have the knowledge or the access we're working with with what we do have yeah and there's so many messages isn't there try this try that do this do that do this
0: do that Yeah, Um, and that can be overwhelming in itself. Oh, so I think there's something called healing fatigue, you know, of just like the (laughs) exerts and the exhaustion. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I feel like we've just scratched the surface here, Alex. But uh, to to sort of wrap things up and um, to bring this conversation full circle and it's how I basically close off every episode, I ask every guest and I bring it back to the theme of the episode – I ask every guest to settle some homework. So what is a simple project that we can do based on learning to love ourselves and build self-compassion that will help us on our journey to building a happier life?
1: Mm, That's a really nice question. I think I just want to leave that with asking yourself, leading with the question of What's the most loving thing that I could do right now? What's the most loving thing that I could do right now?
0: That's good. And then try and do it, right?
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. could be just drinking a glass of water at times, you know. That supports our nervous system. Mm, Nice cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. And to one other thing I just want to add as well is um, make a list of the things that make you feel good. A list of things that bring you a sense of joy or comfort or um, nourishment and just see if you can lean towards one of those. It might be the sun on your face. It might be a warm shower. It might Mm. be, you know, there's so many things, but when we start to turn towards the things that are really making us feel good, we build we build resource
0: in our in our body. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I love that. Small step. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> Let's do some plugs to how people can find out more. You've got a website. It's alexbottomley is it .com or dot co uk alexbottomley.com yeah alexbottomley.com and then via the old social media what's your preference platform where can we find you yeah I'm
1: on um Instagram and that's alexbottomley underscore
0: nice fab (laughs) thank you for today really interesting actually still again feel like there's so much more you know yeah to this, yeah, there
1: really is trauma is relational. Trauma impacts our relationships, self mm. and other. And when we can, yeah, mm. work with that, it changes.
0: Thanks again, Alex, for being so generous with your time for not just today, but the last two episodes of the Happier Life Project with me, Gabby Sanderson. And a big thank you to you for taking the time to tune in and listen. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app, which will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download so you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and if you've got the time, please leave us a review. And to find and follow us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. Please do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now!